Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Buff Nation. <laughs> That's what I said. Did you, did you, you're through? muted. <laughs> uh, Let's try that well, again. Buff Let's Nation. Try that again. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Jake, still back in the uh, the land of, I don't know, sadness? NPC land. <laughs> yes, the land of the NPCs. <laughs> I'm making it do out here, brother. I miss you guys, though. Um, what is up, chat? What is up, everyone? Welcome to DMVR Bus Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And Merry Christmas, indeed. Uh, Jordan Seaton signs his national letter of intent. We get one of the best commitments we've gotten in the Coach Prime era, man. How was your Christmas, Ryan? It was great, man. It was great. Uh, I had a feeling once DJ Lundy was waiting so long to announce his commitment, or the, I guess his signing, uh, that we might uh, it might wait until Christmas. It might be a nice little Buff Nation Christmas present. Um, for those of you who don't know, we had kind of been teasing this for – I guess since signing day, because that's when um, at least I heard the news uh, that DJ Lundy was going to be a buff. Uh, and, you know, there was a lot of panic that day. And I remember telling some people like, don't worry, like there's there's good news coming. I, and I thought it was going to hit that day. Uh, and then it didn't come the next day and it didn't come the next day. And then, of course, you know, we finally get the Jordan Seaton signing on Friday, which was a nice uh, everyone could take a, a nice breath of fresh air uh and then it keeps on rolling with dj lundy uh signing on christmas jake i am so excited about dj lundy i think that he is arguably the highest quality transfer that colorado has gotten in the coach prime era not named uh travis hunter or shador sanders um and i'm saying might um, because there's been some other really good players in there. There's been some really good players this week, but, or should I say this cycle? But DJ Lundy is a guy who, uh, like I put out on Twitter, was honorable mention, all ACC, uh, was rated by PFF as the best run-stopping uh, linebacker in all of college football, and is just one of those players that uh, you can trust uh, and, and that's something that Colorado has really lacked at the linebacker position. They got some good play for sure from a few different guys last year. I think Jawan Mitchell is the best, but linebacker is such a trust position. You just have to be able to say like, I know he's going to be in the right place. And even if he doesn't always make the play, like you don't, you're not, you don't need him to make the play every play. As long as they're in the right position, they're going to funnel it so that someone else can make the play. DJ Lundy 
is always in the right place. Yeah, man, you pretty much nailed it there. Um, one of the best linebackers in the country was a X factor for Florida State this year. Had 54 total tackles, six TFLs. He also had two sacks, um, and he had, I think it's two interceptions, or no, those are QB hits, sorry. It's two uh, passes defensed, um, four QB hits, or actually flip that. But anyways, this guy is a beast back there. As you mentioned, highest graded linebacker. Uh, according to PFF, you can make do what you will of PFF, um, but he's up there amongst the very best. Just makes everything easier for guys in the front seven, man. I mean, when you've got linebackers flying to the ball um, that are very instinctual and just know how to be in the right place, make plays in the passing game. I saw a few clips of him just running down some down the field on uh, wheel routes, covering guys like I mentioned we need guys that can cover all over the field, not just in the secondary. We need some linebackers to make some plays in that department as well. And it seems like we're getting a player that caliber. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's funny because I added this to my tweet, knowing exactly the reaction that it would get. But I said, FSU fans were super bummed that he hit the portal. And I meant that because I went back and read on signing day before anyone knew where he was committing. Uh, yep. I went back and read all of the posts well a ton of the posts from when he entered the portal whether it was comments on the posts on twitter um you know on the fsu message boards and the overarching feeling was like oh man why is he entering the portal like this was about to be his defense next year um that you know that was something that was said a lot oh he was going to be the leader of the defense next year like over and over and over again people were really bummed and then of course now that he commits to Colorado. There's a lot of people changing. Oh, he didn't even play that much. He was only in there because of injury, blah, 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 blah. Um, but trust me when I tell you that FSU fans were really upset. And I have a friend who is an FSU fan um, who reached out to me today and said, this is the first player that Colorado has gotten from FSU that really hurt me. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, Omarion Cooper, a nice player, Bishop Thomas, you know, still very young and developing and, and had his moments. But he said, this is the first one that I, that I, that really, really hurt uh, to lose. So there you go. This, this guy is a dog. He's an absolute dog. He's also kind of a two-way weapon, man. Um, we, there's, if you've seen the clip against him uh, playing Louisiana State LSU, he has the, the tackle where he just shoots right through the line and picks it up behind the line of scrimmage right on the goal line. And then on that same goal line, when FSU is on offense, he runs in the ball. Uh, we've talked about this Rick Ross package, how the importance of running the ball for this team and getting better at that this season. He has got four career touchdowns. Three of them are on the ground. One of them as a receiver. Um, he just seems like an all-around weapon. He started like 13 games for this team over the last two seasons as well. He's played in over 40 games, just a very experienced player and someone who's going to help on both sides of the ball. And this team just got better with his commitment. Yeah. You are very high on his two way ability. Do you think that that's a, one of the reasons why um, DJ Lundy is a Colorado Buffalo? Cause this is a two way. You. <laughs> it is true. I mean, maybe we saw Bishop Thomas kind of getting in there. Another former FSU guy, uh, some two way action. I mean, the offensive line is better. That was obviously why they went in that department and put Shane Cokes and Bishop Thomas on the offensive line last year. But I don't know, just having more versatile players is always a good thing, man. And if you have this weapon, um, you know, we hope and we pray that they're going to be much better at running the ball, especially in short yardage next year. 
But if this is going to be your short yardage guy, if you it's a fourth and one, or if it's, you know, you got to score on the goal line or something, and the running backs for some reason aren't getting it done. This guy's 6'1", 244. This is a bowling ball in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we tie a bow on the uh, the Jordan Seaton saga once and for all? <laughs> oh, it's finally over. It's finally over, man. Uh, right after we basically an hour after we finished the show on Fridays when he signed his NLI. Yep. Yeah, it was what a ride it was. And if you remember, like Friday, we were we had a, we felt like we had had enough information to call the race, <laughs> uh, like we're. Uh, calling a presidential uh, election uh it felt like you know enough precincts were reporting that jordan seaton was going to be a color out of buffalo but man what a sigh of relief when it finally came across um there's so many people out there just like literally bows completely locked and loaded in the uh bows and arrows locked and loaded just waiting to fire them at colorado for losing jordan seaton and so like that was like my first reaction is like oh man some really disappointed people out there that were just ready to unload on Colorado for losing Jordan Seaton. But uh, beyond that, just you can't overstate how big this is. And and I would make the case, you know, you almost always would rather have seen someone play in college. And so it's hard to project at this level, but I think you can make a pretty strong case that Jordan Seaton even as a true freshman is a better left tackle than anyone Colorado could have gotten in the portal. I mean, you're spot on with that. Um, there's, you know, the portal was rich in O-linemen this year. There are a lot of guys who pretty young too, 2022, 2023 kids. Um, we of course had Caden green, the Oklahoma guy that we were looking at for a while and chase Basantis guys like that. But you said it, I mean, Jordan Seaton's got all the prototypical skills to be a dominant left tackle um, in the NFL, not just at college football. I mean, this is a very young player, of course. Uh, but when you're a five-star, you kind of have those expectations put on you. And he's just going to be a rock on that offensive line, man. He's a piece you can build around for the next three to four years. Um, and this year, automatically, they get better and is probably their best tackle right off the rip, too. So it's an impact that goes beyond that. It also goes to instilling that nastiness and that mentality that this team just needed last year. Um, that toughness along the line of scrimmage, that nastiness, just finishing blocks. Jordan Seaton has that. I can't wait to watch him, man. I think it's going to be uh, pretty fun watching this offensive line go to work this next season. Oh, man. I, I, that sounds so great to me. Uh, it's been a while since Colorado had an offensive line that you could be excited to watch. And I would say most teams in the country don't feel that way about their offensive line. So, um, you know, there's a couple of more interesting things that could go down and we're going to talk a little bit more about the transfer portal here in a minute. Um, but you just have to feel so good that Jordan Seaton is a buff. And, uh, once again, credit to you, Jake, you, uh, you never wavered. You, you, you always felt like he would, uh, he would come through at the, in the end. And I have to say now that the dust has settled, Jordan Seaton trolling Nebraska is an all time, like great online move for me um it, i i wasn't able to enjoy it in the moment because i wasn't in the right mindset to accept what was happening uh but looking back on it it's like holy shit what an incredible little thing to throw in there like just to have nebraska fans talking about jordan seaton the entire next day like they could get it that was the part that tipped me off too man i mean come on 
he didn't even have Nebraska in his top schools. He never really mentioned them. And then we go on the Grass Sync Live on Instagram, and uh, that's the first team he mentions. It was too obvious for me in that moment. But, yeah, a nice little cherry on top, too, because, uh, I don't know, anytime you get to twist the knife on those guys, it always feels a little good. <laughs> oh, man, it was so good. Then you got, like, CSU fans who were, like, celebrating early <laughs> that Jordan Seaton wasn't going to be a buff. It was uh, – in the end, even though I – suffered um through the whole saga they suffered more and and that's all that matters they did oregon fans tennessee fans have also suffered now because of this which uh of course makes it all feel a little bit greater as it stands right now uh the buffs end the early signing period again only six commits jordan seaton being the lone five star you got three uh four stars and two three stars when you look at the class rankings of course they're bottom of the big 12 but they have the highest average player rating I think as it stands right now, they still have the second overall uh, or the second highest uh, average player rating in terms of recruiting classes. I think it's just Georgia above of them, above them still. Um, looking through it now, that appears to be the uh, appears to be the case. Ninety three point one for the Buffs, Ryan. Yep, yep. Uh, and again, it's just one of those things where it's like I've come to learn that <clears throat> when the 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 two sides of a coin or the two sides of a situation like it is with coach prime where people either love him um, or so strongly hate him. There's always going to be a way to twist the information, uh, you know, you know, in the way that you want, but like this one is such a perfect one. It's like Colorado has the second highest average star rating in the country. Um, and so, you know, if you're pro coach prime, you're saying, look at this there. He said quality over quantity. Uh, and he went and had the second best quality of recruit uh, of anyone in the country. And then the other people are saying, oh, yeah, well, small sample size can be boosted up. And it's it's just boosted up by Jordan Seaton. Like, we know the, the correct side of this, which is that this was the plan. And so regardless of whether you can agree or disagree with the plan, you can't act like this was like some accident and the class just fell apart. Um this was what, what what Coach Prime wanted to do, and it's what he said he was going to do, and then he followed through on it. But to me, it, the wildest part is the way that people are trying to downplay the transfer portal as if you don't have to recruit transfers, as if they don't matter, as if being number one in the transfer portal isn't worth anything, uh, so on and so forth. Like, I, I love the average star rating of the freshmen, and I think there's a reason why they do that. It's because they don't want to bring in freshmen that they're going to have to wait three years because they don't think that anyone's going to wait three years. Uh, and I think that part of it might actually be genius and, and way ahead of its time. So you bring in a, a, a Draylon Miller, who you think can make an impact right away, a Cam Michael, who is so fast that you know that he can make impacts in ways. Obviously, Jordan Seaton's going to be your left tackle right away. Well, there's ha half the class right there that you think are going to be immediate impact players. Um, and the other guys can as well. But you, you do that by design, and then you go fill your needs with portal players. And Colorado also has the most four-star transfers of anyone in the country as well. So it's not like they're only loading it up with quantity which they of course are loading it up with quantity they're also loading it up with quality just the same more than anyone else is doing it when it comes to four-star transfers right and i think that we talked about this last week how you know this how coach prime's going about it how it's focusing on the transfer portal and how a lot of people are telling or saying you can't do that you have to focus on high school recruiting at some point 
Um, and I'll throw it back to you here in a second, but just thinking about it more, it feels like if Colorado were to go that route, they'd end up with this like gap in their talent in the, on the roster because they focused so hard on the portal the last two years. If you just flip to high school recruiting, especially this season, you kind of end up with a weak like middle of the line. You're still waiting on freshmen. You're not really focusing on the transfer portal. Like this all started last year when they focused on the transfer portal. You can't quit now. You can't just go to high school recruiting after one year. You got to keep on going to the transfer portal because of what you started to do and just filling in those gaps. Now you need players that can play right away and immediately. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand um, when they look at the high school recruiting and they go, Oh, they need to do it more. I don't know if you feel the same or differently, but that's just how I've kind of come uh, to conclusions with it all. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is that they've balanced it out. Not entirely. Like they're certainly heavy on juniors and seniors. I don't find that to be a problem. In fact, I find that to be a feature, not a bug. Um, now it does rely on you being able to do this consistently, but what have we seen back-to-back -back years? Coach prime is going to have one of, if not the best transfer transfer portal classes in the country. So what's to say you can't keep doing this. Um, mm -hmm. you of course want to add high school players as well and keep filling in the pipeline, but there, you know, I've mentioned this before, uh, there's, you know, an old phrase, which is get old and stay old, meaning you want the, the oldest possible players, as long as they're still high quality on the field for you, because you do go from being a boy to being at least close to being a man when you're, you know, at least you go from a boy to a young adult um, by the time you're a senior in college versus when you're a freshman in college. And, you know, you look at these teams, especially teams that overachieve. Um, based off of the expectations that people had for him. A perfect example would be like TCU uh, two years ago. Well, what did they have? They had uh, dozens of seniors who were contributing for that team that had gone through it all, uh, you know, at the college level. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why we kept saying Colorado is going to beat them is because it's like, well, they graduated like all of the players who made them so good. Um, so, you know, the idea that you should be heavier on high school recruiting is just backwards to me when you're trying to win right away. Everyone points and says, Georgia does it this way and Alabama does it this way and Texas does it this way. It's like, well, yeah, they're able to get old and stay old and focus on uh, you know high school recruiting because all they're doing is bringing in four and five star players, developing them, and then eventually playing them once they're at that older age. And of course, there's going to be guys who play younger, but it's it's the the idea was to win now from nothing to take a completely empty cupboard and try and stock it and that's where people are missing on what Colorado's doing is like it's this isn't the strategy forever this is the strategy right now because you're trying to go from being bad to being really good and you can't do that by playing high school players Right. And someone had a comment too. They've done a really good job with these transfers of kind of, I don't want to say staggering them because I do feel like uh, they have focused a lot on players who can play now or contribute now, especially on the, uh, in the trenches, front seven and offensive line, but they have brought, done a good job bringing in younger transfers. I mean, Cordell Russell was just a 2023 recruit last year. Um, it's something we talked about last week with this receiving core, how it's built not just for now, but for the future. And, uh, you know, you could say that at a few other positions, the secondary for sure, 
Um, but, you know, there are some gaps that need to be filled. And I think that if they keep going through the transfer portal, these are gaps that can be filled quite easily. I mean, still the number two transfer portal class in the country. 18 commits is, I think, the most in the country at this point, um, at least among the most relevant schools, the top 50 or so. Average player rating is 88.47. Ole Miss has the top uh, class and top average player rating. The 88 is pretty up there. Um, there are a lot of schools who have uh, high 80s and 90s as well. Overall, we're still sitting at number 21. Um, it's all looking pretty good right now, man. I, I really can't complain about anything that Coach Prime has done to build this roster or fill it out this season. I completely agree. Completely agree. And obviously, Ole Miss gets the only five-star transfer available. Um, mm -hmm. So that's going to boost up theirs. But they, I believe, are the only team that's in the 90s for average rating. Uh, and they have obviously cleaned up. Like Ole Miss has done an incredible job. But Colorado still with six four stars, one more than them. Obviously, you add in the five star um, and, you know, you take that. But I assume DJ Lundy is also going to be a four star transfer. So that'll get Colorado up to seven mm -hmm. and may actually bump them back up or close to uh, the number one transfer class on 247. And Jake, I don't think they're done. No, we're not even close to done. Um, we're going to go through the rest of this period, of course. The portal is still open. And then we're going to go through the entire spring period. So after spring ball, I'm sure some guys will leave and more guys will come in. The portal will get replenished. It's just a whole cycle. We're only just starting this thing, too. All right. Um, yes, sir. So they changed the traffic log on me. So shout out to our friends at Hestra Job Gloves. Hestra Job Gloves are for when you just need to get shit done or when you're outside in the cold and you need to protect your hands. Even if you're just tailgating, check out Hestra Job Gloves. They're warm. They're comfortable. They're built well um, and made with high-end materials. Also great if you're doing DIY projects or you work outside. Visit hestrajob.us. Use the code DMBR20 to get 20% off your next purchase. And anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. And then uh, Game Time, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, shout-out to Game Time. They did change it up on us last minute, huh? Yep, yeah. Game, <laughs> game Time is the best place to get last-minute tickets. Um, I saw some crazy deals for people if you wanted to head to the Broncos game the other night. Obviously, uh, you might have had a bad time if you did that, but... The point stands that game time is Bro. the place to get your tickets if you're jumping in at the last minute. And if you use the code BUFFS, that's BUFFS, when you sign up and you create your account, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase, which is a nice little start. But you're already going to be saving so much money because game time rewards you for procrastinating. One of the few places in life that you get rewarded for that. Uh, unlike Christmas presents, which made for a eventful weekend for me because I procrastinate everything and that was not fun. <laughs> same bro. Same. How was your Christmas? It was great, man. Uh, it was weird because for the first time in a while, uh, Allie and I weren't together. So that sucked. Mm. Um, and then my sister and her husband were sick. So they didn't come. And then my grandma wasn't feeling well, so she so she didn't come. So it was like a really, really uh, lean Christmas. But uh, other than that, you know, spent some time with my mom and dad and uh, uh, got some cool gifts. Did you see the the Buffs shoes that I posted? I did. Here, do you want to see what I got? Um, yeah, let's see. Far it. away from me. Let me grab them real quick. Um, these are definitely going to come in handy uh, later in the in the year, especially one particular game in the season. 
Um, here this we go. I can't wait. I can't wait to bust these things out uh, because I'm ready, man. I'm ready for 2024. Hey, Boom. let's go. That's yes, sick. sir. Those look good on you, bro. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. I have uh, to say, uh, those specific glasses, I've yet to see someone who they don't look good on. They are some of the best sunglasses out there, man. I love the like how it's one like frame type of thing, too. Yep. Careful now. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great Christmas. How about you? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we had a feast last night, some uh, surf and turf, had a roast, had some crab. It was delicious. And then just lounging all day, man. Great day of football yesterday, um, except for the last game, I guess. But it was fun. So can't complain, man. Happy to be home for a bit. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's get into our latest portal update here. Let's start with uh, this tweet from Coach Prime. He put this out this morning or about three hours ago. Said, dang, I, with the <laughs> eyeball emojis, I see the portal doing the bank head bounce. Just when I thought Santa was on his way back to the North Pole, he dipped off. Santa, please drop another DT cornerback linebacker and one more pass rusher to boulder i believe santa i believe <laughs> i love it i love it and i think correct me if i'm wrong jake i think this is a little bit in reference to the whole second time uh transfer rule opening up yeah this is a uh, crazy man i mean college football these rules just could made up on the fly basically but they're taking away the waivers for guys who have already transferred twice for this upcoming season obviously kind of sucks for you know our situation Tyler Brown would have been very very useful on this offensive line for the Buffs this year uh, but we won't have to deal with any of that we can go get whoever we want out of the portal guys can enter the portal and transfer as they please at this point it kind of feels like this is how it should have been but it also again is just another like you're opening Pandora's box here. Like you, you got to do this again next year moving forward, right? You can't just keep waffling back and forth. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Um, you know, we, we had a group chat and I said in there, it's one of those things that I think is good for college football players, um, but bad for college football. And mm -hmm. that's fine. Like, you know, in the end it should be about the players more than anything, but it is going to be crazy to basically just make everyone a free agent every single year. Um, and, you know, I think Colorado will benefit from it because they have the portal king. Um, and that's what Coach Prime has shown himself to be so far. Like, he's going to dominate the transfer portal. Jake, there's an underrated part of this, though, that I haven't heard anyone talking about yet, which is that sure. Colorado is currently up against the scholarship limit. Um I honestly don't know how many spots they have, if they even currently have any spots. Um, because of this, it's going to make it a lot easier for Colorado to open up scholarships if they need to do that. Uh, you know, we'll talk about a couple players here in a second, but like if they can get Scourton from Purdue, they're going to be able to do it now because they know that, okay, well, we can ask a guy who transferred in last year who maybe doesn't have a role right now to transfer or encourage them to transfer and open up a scholarship. You're not going to hit hundred percent on those unless you are willing to just like <laughs> show guys the door. Um, but a lot of times if you go talk to a player and you say, Hey, look, um, we just don't have a, a role for you. We think it's about in your best interest to enter the portal. Well, they'll do it except if they were in that situation 
where they knew they were going to have to sit out a year if they transfer. It's hard to tell a guy to say like, hey, we, we you're not going to be able to play here. Go transfer somewhere else where you're definitely not going to be able to play because you're going to have to sit out. With this right. opening up, Colorado is in a position, again, where they can clear scholarships. It's it's uh, a, an underrated part of this, of this second-time transfer rule. At the same time, there's also a risk that someone you don't want to transfer could potentially enter the portal. Yeah, I've got uh, some thoughts on this, too. We'll get to Nick Scourgeon and these guys here in just a second. Um, but, like, Nebraska, they're, like, at 95 players or something. They're 10 over the scholarship limit, I think, right now. I almost think that's kind of a good thing, though. Like, you have the second portal period to go through. You get to see what you have at spring ball, and then you can evaluate from there, and then you can kind of make the tough calls, basically what Coach Prime did last spring. Uh, tell guys, look, it's probably not going to work out here. You're probably not going to play much. You can stay if you want. But that's just the situation. It's probably best if you actually hit the portal um, just to get more looks at guys, man. I mean, just fill it up. See how many guys that you can take on who's willing to come in here for spring football. If it doesn't work out, we shake hands and part ways. But uh, there's going to be even more players entering the portal this next cycle in uh, April. So take some more bites at the apple. Just see what else is out there. I completely agree. Uh, I also was curious, Jake, do you think that um... – when Nebraska has to tell 10 players to leave uh, in the spring that those players are going to end up on uh, Jason Whitlock's show? <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely uh, do you think not. there'll be like an AP article where they drive to some community college uh, to talk to a scrub about uh, what it felt like to get kicked off of Matt Rule's team? No, and I don't think we're going to be getting Hayes Fawcett uh, graphics for every player that enters the portal from Nebraska either. How about uh, an athletic article with anonymous coach quotes mixed in with player mm. quotes from players that most Colorado fans had never heard of? <laughs> nope. Only okay. here. All right. I, only just, I, here. I, I just wanted to check in. Yeah, I was just curious. <laughs> um, I mean, we're just getting started with this offseason. I'm sure we haven't seen the last hit piece on Coach Prime and the Buffs. All right. Uh, Nick Scourton. Um, if you've been on the timeline, if you've been on Twitter today, this name's been kind of floating out there. He has entered the portal, or he's been in the portal, um, or, declares, or declared his intent at least. He was a four-star player in the 2022 class, 6'3", 258. He's rated a four-star transfer. Um, or no, that was just a 247 rating, sorry. But this guy was highly, highly productive last year. Uh, played on the edge, had 50 total tackles, 15 tackles for a loss, 10 sacks, three passes defense, one forced fumble. I believe he was the sack leader in the Big Ten this last year. Yeah, dude, this guy is a beast. 10 sacks and 15 tackles for loss and 50 tackles. To be honest, Jake, when I saw those stats on the tweet, I thought those were career stats. And I was yeah. still going to be like, damn, that's a nice player. <laughs> no, this guy is legit. Uh, he can come in and contribute right away. Coach Prime says he needed an edge. So we start there with him. Um, let's go to another edge. This guy. Is Wait, from really USC. quick, really quick. Uh, before you move on from Nick Scourton, uh, three days ago, Nick Scourton was liking Coach Prime tweets on Twitter. Mm, yep. Yes, so he has. That, you know, that's, you don't want to get too crazy, but just, uh, you know, shows that there might be some interest there. Yep, for sure. Uh, Corey Foreman's the next guy. He's another edge. He was at USC, was the second overall recruit, third or second defensive line recruit, third overall recruit in the 2021 class. Uh, he was a five-star player back then. 
was listed at 6'4", 265. He's trimmed down to 235 now. He's played in 26 career games. Only played in three games for the Trojans last year, which could be why he's entering the portal. Played in 23 games the two years before that. Uh, defensively, this is in his career, 25 total tackles, four and a half TFLs, only two and a half sacks. Those both came his freshman season in 2021 and one pass is defensed. But he's already rated as a four-star transfer. He entered the portal on December 18th. Another high-quality edge player that could be uh, in the targets for Coach Prime and the Buffs. There you go. Uh, I love that Coach Prime is just like he has no problem telling us what the what the needs are, <laughs> what the targets are. So it's like it, it's much easier for us to narrow down what players we're zeroing in on. Exactly uh, makes all of our lives a lot easier. Um, another guy, if you've been on Twitter and have been uh, kind of following Buff stuff. His name has come up quite a bit. That's Isaiah Hamilton. He stated his intent to enter the portal uh, a few days ago on three had that. He has not yet officially entered the portal, but he's a Houston cornerback, was a 2023 recruit. I think this might have been a Juco recruit, actually. Uh, he's only played one year at Houston. That was last season. He, he came from Texas. Texas State. There you yep. go. Yep. Um, so he played there last year, though, for the Cougars. 50 total tackles. Three and a half tackles for a loss, four interceptions with one pick six, four passes defense, and a forced fumble. Um, let me see his measurements here. Oh, those are his old ones. Um, but Isaiah Hamilton is definitely someone to keep an eye on, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they've had so much success with Houston transfers. Uh, it's so funny that like, going into a, uh, into a conference with them next year, I wonder if that's going to be uh, – a little piece of a budding rivalry there between Colorado and Houston. Uh, you know, even last year, Colorado uh, hit up Houston. This year, they're hitting them up quite a bit. Uh, Zay Hamilton would be a nice addition. Uh, with our guy, uh, Preston, we use the the term disruptor. And mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing uh, for Zay Hamilton if they were able to get him. Like, just a disruptor on defense makes things difficult for the offense finds himself in the right place at the right time Four interceptions is no fluke. Um, you know, he's getting his hand on the ball, breaking up passes, very versatile and where you can use him in the, in the defensive secondary. Uh, and just another one of those guys, like he, he, he makes things difficult. He, he's, you know, he's, he's a disruptor. Yeah. Um, at Texas Southern, he played in 17 Texas Southern, sorry. games. Um, he was a 2022 SWAC first team all-conference player. He had six interceptions that season, two pick sixes. He also had 15 passes defended. So he had great, great production at a lower level, came up to Houston, played pretty well, and now he's in the buff sites. Uh, one more Houston guy. I think we talked about this guy last week, and um, it's a defensive lineman, Jamari Caldwell. Listed at 6'1", 325. Again, we talked about him last week. He's still hanging around there in the portal. He's been rated a four-star transfer by 247. Uh, he was another Juco kid, came into Houston a few years ago and has played very, very well. Played in nine games in 2022. Um, damn near 300 snaps. Pulling up his stats now. Last year, 26 total tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, six and a half sacks, one forced fumble, and a blocked kick. Again, this is a six-one-three-twenty-five guy. This isn't a pass rusher. This is an interior defensive lineman doing this. Yeah, yeah. Another one that would be really nice to add <clears throat> if you're just gonna, you know, go ahead and just raid Houston of, of everything <laughs> they have. Um, I think, you know, again, 
you'd like to add a little more beef on the inside, this guy would definitely be that. Obviously, we're still keeping an eye on Chris McClellan, uh, the Florida mm -hmm. transfer who visited. It'd be interesting if they um, get back to visits this weekend or if it's going to be another kind of holiday weekend with New Year's Eve and New Year's coming up. Uh, but I, I would be I would not be surprised if uh, you start getting some visits from these from a few of these guys that we've mentioned here. For sure. Um, I think that we're probably lining up for a pretty big visiting weekend this weekend for what it's worth. Next guy, Tackett Curtis. Um, he was a 2023 four-star linebacker. He committed to USC and played pretty well as a true freshman. Played in all 12 games, had 40 total tackles, four TFLs, two sacks, one pass defense, uh, and one forced fumble. Very, very young player. Played very well as a freshman and another linebacker. Uh, so someone at a position of need. I think he's put on a few pounds since he was a recruit. So another guy to keep on the short list here. All right. We'll keep an eye on him. Um, next guy. This is a defensive back named A.J. Harris, uh, former Georgia Bulldog, was a 2023 recruit, was one of the top recruits in that class, actually. Was a four-star, 41st overall player, third overall cornerback. Was listed at 6'1", 180. He's beefed up to 190 since he showed up in Athens. Uh, played in seven games, didn't really play too much, The you know, stats-wise, didn't have anything that really pops off the screen. But a very young, very talented player, perhaps another piece for this secondary. All right. Feels like um, there's still plenty of talent. And, I, I mean, at any moment now, the, there could just be a huge influx of talent into the portal with this second transfer rule. Well, that and I mean, the schools are wrapping up bowl games now too. I mean, yep. we have we're the portal's going to close, and we're not even going to have playoff games going. So those teams, uh, we've seen some guys make some tough decisions. Obviously, the guy we just talked about, but um, I think that once that spring portal comes along, those teams, especially the better teams in the country who are playing later in bowl season, are going to have a lot more entries, and would obviously be highly beneficial to see you. Um, next guy, another Alabama defensive lineman. His name is Isaiah Hastings. Did not play in 2023. Um, was a redshirt freshman. Was a 2022 recruit. Was a four-star player, top 140 player. He's already been given a three-star transfer rating, so pretty similar to Anquin Barnes. Uh, a young guy who came in, didn't play much. Listed at 6'4", 290, though, from Canada. Canada? Canada to Bama. All right. Um, there you go. I think you can kind of like build a list in your head of, okay, these are the top targets. These are the guys that, you know, uh, you can add to the list behind them. There's also an opportunity of like, we'll look back to these guys, depending on what transfers out we may have with the new rules. For sure. Um, I got one more guy for you, a guy that we talked about quite a bit last year, miles rouser. Uh, the safety was a four-star safety, I believe in 2021, 2022 it was, he committed to Campbell, um, played there for one season, entered the portal last year. He could be another, like you just said, a player, you know, taking advantage of this two-time transfer rule now that he doesn't have to get a waiver. Uh, was a very, very productive player at Campbell, went on and had a great season at New Mexico State. They obviously won 10 games, uh, had a very successful season for them. He had 69 total tackles, one interception, three passes defense, one forced fumble. Played in 15 games for them. 
uh, a player that just seems like he's ascending. He's done it at these lower levels he's gone to at uh, Campbell and now at New Mexico State. Seems like he's power five ready. Was a four-star recruit. Yeah, I'd love to know more about his story and his path and um, kind of what led him to Campbell and then to New Mexico State. But like you said, I think the perfect word there is ascending uh, and a guy who could definitely take advantage of this rule to try and take take it up another level uh, and, uh, and, you know, come play in the Big 12. So there you go. That's about uh, eight, nine, ten names to keep an eye on as we move forward here. Again, we still have, what's today, the 26th. I think we only have a few more days of the portal being open, but of course you can recruit through that. Um, so stay tuned. Shout out to our friends at Bacchus and Shanker. If you get hurt, you know who to call. Smash the two. Bacchus and Shanker. Helps Colorado families win. They've been doing it for more than 25 years. No fees to speak to them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've got more than 30 lawyers, 100 people on staff, and they've got neighborhood offices all over the city. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. And they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. Even if you're injured at work, you know who to call. Smash the two, 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 to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I had the ultimate DraftKings Sportsbook dub this weekend, Jake, which is my team lost uh, the Broncos, but mm-hmm. my DraftKings success in the game was so good that it took a little bit of the sting out of the loss. Uh, I went seven for seven on prop bets in the Broncos game, which is crazy considering they played like shit and all of the bets were pro Broncos bets. Uh, but that's just the way that you can do things over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I had a ton of fun yesterday uh, getting in on the games, betting on the games. Uh, it always just makes things a little bit more fun. You know, life's life's a little more fun with when you have some skin in the game. So get over to DraftKings and use the code DNVR uh, to get in on $150 instantly in bonus bets. And here comes a disclaimer. Buckle up. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call uh, 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Uh, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well done. Shout out DraftKings. At least at least someone won this weekend on the Broncos game, man. Yep. I had a uh I had a uh the good old withdraw night. You know it's a good night when mm. you're when you're pulling money out of the account. Absolutely. Well done, well done. All right. Um, last thing I really have to talk about here is just basically it kind of ties into the Jordan Seaton thing and what we saw because obviously he was on well off. It was kind of a well off production, this whole thing, it seems. Uh, concluding on Friday with them taking Jordan Seaton around Miami, obviously kind of spoiling him a bit, um, but kind of just bringing him into the culture here. Like that's just what it's like at Colorado. I mean, if you're going to come here and you're a great player, you're going to have plenty of NIL opportunities. So he's already getting a taste of that. But Bucky, man, this guy has been working his ass off, and he's trying to blow up so many of these guys' YouTube channels. Obviously, Travis and Shador are already there. Um, but he was working on Jordan Seaton. Tyler Brown's made one. 
uh, Brandon Davis Swain, another incoming freshman who's trying to blow his up. But this feels all like a secret weapon for Colorado. I mean, not only do you have true NIL opportunities, but you have someone like Bucky and Darius and Neely who can give you instant pop for your brand right away with these YouTube channels. And just it's different in college football now. And they're kind of spearheading this movement. Yeah. I mean, you, you nailed it. Uh, Bucky has been an incredible um, piece of the puzzle for Colorado. Uh, and what they are is not just a college football program, but also a marketing machine. And you said it like you become a Colorado Buffalo, your brand instantly skyrockets. Um, I'm sorry. Jordan Seaton is amazing and he's a fantastic football player, but there's nowhere else where he would be as famous as he already is as a kid who is in high school, uh, as, you know, as a highly heralded recruit, but he, he, you know, he's not going on national television uh, to make his commitment without, you know, Colorado's connections. Uh, Bucky tweets out, Hey, let's get Jordan Seaton's uh, YouTube channel to a thousand subscribers. Jake, it was there in less than 30 minutes, a thousand subscribers in less than 30 minutes. I haven't checked to see what it's at now. Um, but you know, Jordan Seaton said this would be the best Christmas present for me at like 1 PM on Christmas Eve. And by one thirty, <laughs> he got his Christmas present that he wanted. So it's just unbelievable. And the truth is obviously the big deals are always going to come from places like Google, uh, who are doing a deal with Shiloh and Shador. Who else did they just get? They just landed another one that I was like, Oh, uh, CVS, uh, you know, they're getting, <laughs> big brand deals from like name brands. And that's where you're going to make your real money in NIL. But if you can have um, some almost like passive income from creating YouTube videos and just posting on your channels, which all, a lot of these guys have been able to achieve, uh, it's just another, you know, uh, another feather in the cap of why you come to Colorado. sounds like Seton's already over 5,000 subscribers. Um, and, and, you know, it, it should be easy for him. He keeps posting. He's going to keep adding subscribers. So these guys are, are doing really, really special things. And I say these guys, meaning Bucky and Darius and Neely and helping these guys build something that can last them. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, man, for sure. It's, I mean, it's a unique opportunity. No one else really has this in college football. Um, and it's, you can kind of see what's coming with this program with coach prime and just, what they're trying to do with NIL and trying to build these guys' brands. I mean, they're unprecedented right now. On Christmas Eve, Coach Prime quote tweeted Brandon Davis Swain, who is, uh, you know, asking Buff Nation to blow up his YouTube. Um, he had 93 subscribers at the moment that Coach Prime quote tweeted this. Pulling up Brandon Davis Swain's, uh, Swain's YouTube page now, 1.36K. That's in two days. Um, Jordan Seaton's gone like over 30,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, his YouTube's blown up, as you mentioned. Um, you can check out Brandon Davis Swain at Brandon Davis two seven six on YouTube. Do you have uh Seaton's YouTube? Yeah, Seat is at Big Time seventy seven. So there you go. Subscribe to the guys. Tyler Brown just uh, put up another video as well, um, kind of just detailing his off season training. So you can go check that out on his channel. Um, but it's different in Colorado, man. I don't, no one else is doing this. Literally, no one else is doing this. Yeah, they. I mean, one, they don't know how. Uh, and two, they don't have the, the numbers like coach prime, obviously, you know, Georgia and Bama have huge, huge fan bases, but they're not on 
uh, YouTube and on social media the same way uh, that CU fans have been, especially YouTube. You know, Coach Prime has been pushing fans to YouTube for a while. I don't know if that was like an intentional plan mm -hmm. on his part, but obviously with well off, um, even going back to like the Barstool series that they did, uh, even I think they did a Bleacher Report thing. All of this was based on YouTube or a lot of it is based on YouTube. And so you've built, you've, you've taught your fans that YouTube is a place to go. Um, and we've noticed it even like, obviously oh, yeah. there's so many of you guys who have, who have hopped on uh, this show since coach prime came, but like it used to be like Twitter was where the masses always were. And I think with coach prime, it's totally different. Like the bulk of, uh, you know, people who are looking for coach prime content are on YouTube and that's exponentially more valuable uh, than people being on Twitter. No doubt, man. Um, I saw someone, uh, I won't say who it was, but someone that I listened to their podcast every now and then posted, you know, one of those stupid tweets again, you know, like, Oh, you know, high school recruiting sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I saw someone replied to him and said, you know, you need to go on YouTube if you actually want to learn about what coach prime is doing here. And he sarcastically replied, but it's like, no man, like this is coach prime owns YouTube. Like, if you're not watching well off, if you're not watching the pregame show or even some of these players channels, you truly, you really don't know what's going on here. You just don't. Yep. Amen. All right. Um, I saw someone said baby to, uh, you can check out his YouTube channel too. I don't have that one in front of me, um, but go to his Twitter. I'm sure you can pull it up there. Uh, shout out to our great friends over at Olipop. Olipop's a new kind of soda. They can help you improve your gut health. It's also better for you than regular soda. It has nine grams of prebiotics in every can. Also only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. And they've got tons of flavors. They got your classic cola. They got your root beers, cream sodas, orange soda, grape soda. Uh, they even get a little experimental. So tons of stuff for you to try there. You can check them out in over 22,000 stores across the country, including King Super, Safeway, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. Or go online to drinkolipop.com, use the code DMVR20, and you can get 20% off your next order. Shout out to Olipop. Also, shout out to Shady Rays. Uh, I got a couple different pairs of Shady Rays for Christmas. Love Shady Rays. Tons of different styles. Uh, and the best thing about them to me is the customer service uh if your pair gets lost stolen or broken they'll just re-up you right away because they want you to be rocking those shady rays for life so use the code dnvr at shadyrays.com for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people also i got a dm that said what metal shirt are you wearing it's actually not a metal band <laughs> It's just our delicious friends over at Illegal Pete's. Um, so there you go. It's a, I, I actually love this shirt. I used to have a shirt Let's uh, go. in this font of uh, Death Clock. Did you ever yep. watch that show? Yes, I did. I, of course you watch that show. It's right up your alley. But that <laughs> show is hilarious. It's the only other uh, um, shirt I've had in this font. I had a few shirts in high school that looked like that. Multiples. I love it. I can't wait to sport that one when I get back. All right. Can uh, you do questions for me here? Yeah, I got you. Uh, first question from Get Real Cinema. DJ Lundy equals Aubrey Miller from GSU. Good comp? I mean, so 
I my exposure to Aubrey Miller was not very much. Obviously, the Celebration Bowl and the SWAC title game, um, and he played pretty well in those. He was obviously a very productive player. I can't remember if he got drafted. I think he was undrafted or uh, picked at the very, very end. But another guy who was highly productive and just found the football. Uh, Aubrey Miller listed at 6'2", 225, so body types not so much. But production-wise, probably, I mean, they just found the ball. Aubrey Miller was a heat-seeking missile, had over 100 tackles in his last season at JSU. Um, so I'm about, I'm about it. I can get on board with it. Yeah, uh, I mean – to me, there's a there's a lot of um, players that you could look at in terms of the impact, and you know whoever you want to choose. What one thing that I'll say is, people get used to and the NFL where you need these like insane linebackers who can do so many different things, uh, and you're asking them to drop into coverage, and of course you're doing that at the college level too, but having a true stud run stuffing linebacker in college is exponentially in my opinion more valuable than it than it has become in the nfl um you know these are the guys who become like legends the nate landmans um you know who everyone remembers because they're just these hard nose players who make big plays big hits all that stuff dj lundy is absolutely one of those guys where it's just like he's going to become a fan favorite um, because he's just going to rack up big plays for this team. For sure. Can't wait to watch him. Also hit that like button while you're here. And subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Boom. From Chris, has the spring game date been released? No. No, not yet. We're yearning for it too, bro. Next one uh, from Jay. Do you all know anything about the new uniforms? Wish I did. Yeah, I haven't uh I haven't dove into that yet. Um you know, we've had so much going on with recruiting that uh you got to use your uh use your questions wisely. Um but I'll I'll say this. Everyone that has had any sort of peek at them uh is really excited about them. So that's good. Let's go. Can't wait. Do you think we get a, a spring game reveal potentially? I doubt it. I doubt it. Save it it for week one or maybe even just week two against Nebraska, really, I guess. Yeah. Yep. All right. From Eric, Uh, Jake and RK, how much longer is this transfer cycle open? Okay. Give me a minute here. Um, It would be like January 7th. Uh, I'm trying to remember when we opened. I think it was December. Here, I got it. Uh, Monday, December 4th. So Tuesday, January 2nd. So a week from tomorrow, the portal will close. You can no longer enter. Of course, if you are already in by that point, you can go on visits, you know, extend your recruiting however long you feel you need to. Yep, there you go. And that answers that next question. Um, you You just have to enter by that day, and then, you know, they can trickle in for however long after that. Yep, um, and then the second window I'm trying to find here. Um, uh, April 16th to April 30th. So, that's again, it's a shortened window that time, only 15 days. Um, so, we'll see. Do you think they'll factor in the spring game this time into, like, before the portal window or right earlier in the window? Because we were really, really late in the cycle last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will. Uh, 
they'll be very strategic about what they choose. Yeah. All right. I think we got a couple more here. Super chat. Thank you for the super chat uh, from Black Order. What defensive help did the Buffs get? Uh, LB, OLB, safety, cornerback. Um, they've gotten quite a few. If you head on over to the, the DMVR.com, go to the Prime Tracker. I'm going to update this as soon as we're done with the show. I think I'm only missing two guys on there, but you can see everyone else that's been added. Uh, and they've gotten all of the ones that you mentioned. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, linebacker, outside linebacker, safety. Corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Last one, it looks like here from Travis. Maybe another one will trickle in here. But uh, when will they start the Jumbotron install? <laughs> I have no clue. It's a <laughs> very off-season be, question, though. They said it was going to be done by the start of the season this year. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, I'll let you all know when I'm headed up there for some basketball games during conference play if I see any construction going on over there. There you go. Corliss asks, is Juju still on the team? He actually officially entered the NFL draft, uh, but I don't think he had any eligibility left anyway. We never really found out what happened, right? We sure did not. But oh. I wish him the best. I'll tell you this, Neely loved him. Uh, you know, he, he got to he interact really with him a lot, and he and he really liked him. So um, I'm, we're, we're absolutely wishing the best for Juju. I wish we could have seen him play more. For sure, man. Kind of uh, what could have been this season. Obviously, at a position in need, and he really solidified that position when he was in there and playing at a high level. So, hopefully, DJ Lundy can do that and more. Yep, absolutely. All right. I think that's it. Cool. Good show. Good to see you guys. Um, I'll be remote again tomorrow, and then uh, a little bit of moving around this week. But we've got uh, three more shows coming your way. Boom. Hit the like Go on bucks. your way out. Appreciate you guys. Skull buffs. buffs. We all silly like the mayor. 